Are you a procrastinator? Do you have a desire to have your own holistic business as a healer, psychic, or medium? Well, listen in while Sharon shares what she has learned from being a procrastinator herself and how you can achieve your goals and how she now gets past being a procrastinator. Lots of tools and techniques she's going to show you. All you have to do is have a pen and paper ready. Let's get started. everybody. Thanks for popping on. Welcome to this episode of Medium Well with Psychic Sharon Rose. I think it's episode 47. We're getting there. Look at that, you guys. In fact, July is our year anniversary. And I'm not sure if my wise producer is going to have some kind of treat in mind for you guys, or if I'm going to come up with something or we'll come up with something together. But today, which is an interesting and timely thing for us to do, Today, I want to talk to you about procrastinating. Yes, psychics procrastinate too. (laughs) The thing about being psychic is that we're not infallible and we live in the human world in a human experience. That's why we came here to apply our spiritual awareness, et cetera, et cetera, through the world of physicality. So the actual word, by the way, just in case you weren't sure, and don't forget, I'm going to draw a card when we get done. And I'm going to use the same deck I used for the last uh, for the last podcast. I'm going to use the Daily Affirmation deck. And these are Cheryl Richardson's cards. I really like these cards because Daily Affirmations are really, really good. So back to procrastinating. The word itself, procrastinus, is Latin. It's a Latin word, and it means belonging to tomorrow. <laughs> How appropriate, eh? And if you look in the dictionary... The dictionary says procrastination. The definition is putting things off intentionally or habitually. Procrastination has been the one thing that I've struggled with on and off. And I say on and off. So it's not habitual with me. It's the, and I think that's because what is the cause, right? What is the cause of the procrastination? Because there's different causes. And I'm going to talk about that for you today. So let's see if you tend to procrastinate, how can you stop? Because I'll tell you what, if I had procrastinated when I lost my job and had nowhere to go, nothing to do, nowhere to be, and just didn't take any classes or didn't further in myself in any way, I would never be doing this work. I would never be doing this work because I would never have gone back to school. I wouldn't have been able to, I wouldn't have been able to function with this because I wouldn't have the knowledge, first of all. But I bit the bullet. I flew all the way to England, scared to death, but I didn't put it off. I didn't put it off because I just had this sense, this feeling. And let me tell you what, procrastination and your psychic sense, they're connected. And when you're a little radar, when you're laying in bed, covering up your head, because you know you've got a really important meeting and you've got two hours to do it and you're that person that waits till the last minute, you're scared and you get that pit in your stomach feeling of sort of feeling sick, that is your psychic sense saying, get your butt out of bed, get going, because this is important for you. It's an important thing to you. Seneca said, while we waste our time hesitating and postponing, life is slipping away, (laughs) right? Now there's two words in the English language that I really struggle with, those are should and could. When people say, well, you should be doing this or you should be doing that or should be doing that, I run the other direction. You know why? Because should is a social word. And a lot of times when someone says, well, you should be doing it this way or you should, or even they say to themselves, or I might say to myself, geez, I really should be blah, 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 blah. Well, what I'm saying is 
I'm doing it for others. I'm not doing it for myself. And if you're not self-satisfying in any way, then who cares about others? It doesn't matter. It's not going to do any good because you're not going to be effective anyway. So you've got things I should do and things I would like to do. And in some cases, they overlap. So if you took a circle and you put things I should do and you overlap another circle and write in that things I would like to do, then in the center of that overlap area is where they meet. So are the things you like to do that you should be doing if you want to use the word should. And then it wouldn't be a bad idea to actually make another circle and write down the things that you do when you are procrastinating. <laughs> Because there's, there's a lot of different things that you can do that you can get involved in. And some people watch TV, they, they put things off. My big thing is playing games on my iPad. I literally can take two hours and blow two hours, lose two hours by just playing games on my iPad. Now, so what I've done is I, in my day, I've actually said, you have permission from yourself. I have permission from myself that at a certain point in my day, if I want to sit down, I want to play some games on my iPad, I give myself permission to do that. But only after I've done the things that I really wanted to get done today or on that day. Okay. So procrastination is one of the main barriers blocking you from getting up, from making the right decisions and living the dream you've thought of. And, it, you know, studies, feelings of regret, and guilt and missed opportunities tends to stay with you much longer when you do put things off and it can lead to depression. And that has been my experience. When I procrastinate, I get so down and I feel so unmotivated and I feel so blah. I don't even want to eat. I don't want to eat. All I want to do is sleep and I want to just avoid everybody. And part of that is because of my sensitivity to people. And I, I, when I'm feeling down, I feel like everybody's going to be, you know, that I'm raining on all their parades. <laughs> but the other part of it is that I'm just putting off what I really want to get done. And it's usually stuff I want to do anyway. So it makes you kind of question. So let's go through why in some cases. Sometimes we have opportunities right at our fingertips and we just they just seem to be so elusive. And if we could overcome procrastination, then we would find that those opportunities would be closer to us. We're not going to, you know, we're going to be leading more into a fulfilled life. So why do people procrastinate? What is the reason? Because there's a lot of different reasons. Often it's willpower. People often say, well, you don't have any willpower. You put it off. But willpower is often thought of as the main cause, but it's really, it's our motivation that helps us to overcome the habit of putting things off on a daily basis. So decision paralysis, people should be happy today, shouldn't they? Modern society should be happy because we have such freedom. We have such liberty. And we believe that the freer people are, the happier they'll be. So why are people not happier? And it's because, and this is going to make so much sense to those of you, especially those of you running your own businesses, with more freedom to make our own decisions and to perform our actions, we become easily confused about what is a priority, which creates decision paralysis. So what's essential and what is not, and with what is right and wrong, and therefore we become demotivated to do anything at all. And you know what? It's funny because you're really wanting to do it for yourself. So we just have to have our personal visions in the right place and we have to cultivate our positive habits. And for me, I remember when I went to England to school to train as a psychic and as a medium, the one thing that I got very clearly was I had no discipline. <laughs> 
And my Welsh instructor was very clear. She came up to me one day when I was struggling and struggling and struggling. And she literally stood right beside me and she says, discipline, Sharon, discipline. And I was like, ah, because I didn't have any discipline. And so that messed with my positive habits. I just didn't have the positive habit of discipline and focus. And if you're going to work in this industry, you, you really want to be able to focus or any industry. If you're going to set up your own business, you better be disciplined to some degree or you're not going to ever make any money or have any money or have anything results come from or grow your business. That's one of your positive habits. So decision paralysis, that's what that is. That's what creates that. So to overcome that, setting up some personal vision. So create a vision board. That's one of the best ways I can think of. Create a vision board and give yourself permission to be able to dream. And on your vision board, you can dream about all the areas of your life that you want to see change to be the way they are or the way you want them to be. Some things might work the way they are. I mean, you might be happy in some areas, so you don't need it all on there. But for certain, if you're growing your business or you're wanting a new home or you're looking for that particular type of relationship or paralysis, decision paralysis can stop you cold if you don't have a personal vision. So create a vision board. That'll help you. Ignoring the value of time. And that quote from Seneca really applies to this. We're born and we all are going to die. It's just a fact. It is. Death is as much a part of life as life is. And the amount of time we spend on earth is limited and finite. So time, the most valuable commodity you have, it's not money. Because unlike time, you can borrow money, you can save money, you can earn more. You can't do that with time. Every single second you waste is gone. Now, for some of you that are listening to this that are procrastinators, this is going to make you panic. You're going to be like, oh, no, golly, because you're going to go backwards You're going to, in your head. You're going to think backwards. You're going to go, oh, my God, I wasted so much time. Well, I may as well just give up now because I already wasted so much time. There's nothing to be done for me. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. The mere realization that life is finite leads people to begin to manage their time more carefully. You know, Dr. Phil, you know, it's not my favorite show on the planet, but he has some really good ideas. One of the things he did with a couple who were fighting with each other they weren't getting along very well. And he did it a couple of times actually on his show is he got this huge long tape measure on the floor. So it was done digitally and he had them stand on where their year was. So it was, it was actually laying out the years of your life. Cause he says the average lifespan is about 85, say years old, pretty close on there, 85 to 90. I think now people are living a little bit longer. So he had them go and stand on their age where their age was. And these were people that were in their 60s and in some cases 70s. Then he'd have them look behind them. He said, that's your life back there. That's where you were. And there is where you're going. Do you really want to waste the rest of your life fighting with each other or wasting your time in you know whatever capacity? Maybe you don't want to work on trying to develop the relationships you want to try or learn how to make that cake you've been wanting to bake or build that business that you've been trying to build. And I'll tell you what, that's really eye-opening when you see that because here's these people standing on this lifeline and their majority, three quarters of their life is already gone and done. So why would you procrastinate when you've only got that little bit left? And why would you procrastinate anyways? Because eventually we're all checking out. So just know that if you're that person, maybe you want to start paying attention to finite time that you have, that there's, it's limited. The next one is lack of self-discipline. Well, there we go, Sharon. Hello. <laughs> this is Sharon. 
this is me. And this is when I get demotivated, if I don't have the right kind of motivation and learn to maintain it and work on my positive habits, I will start to procrastinate. So it's not the discipline itself or the self-control, um, as I tell myself what I'm supposed to do. It's, it's I'm having a hard time following the, the things I'm saying to myself, but it's not the primary cause. It's just an important compound of it. To be disciplined, you have to have the correct type of motivation. So the different types of motivation and sometimes why setting goals don't work because you know how people say, well, just set some goals and then work towards those. Some people that works, some people it doesn't. So there's extrinsic motivation, extrinsic. There's goal-based motivation and there's intrinsic motivation. So rewards and punishments are carrots and sticks. They were developed to force people into performing actions they would never consider on their own. So a lot of companies will do that. When you do well at your work, then they're good with you. If you don't do well at your work, they're not happy with you. And with ourselves, um, our brain releases less dopamine when we're less happy. And studies have confirmed that using extrinsic motivation lowers performance in activities that require even a little brain work and creativity. So that carrots and sticks is not all that effective. Goal-based motivation uh, drives people forward, causing them to work hard for the goals, which means sooner or later, they'll indeed get them. But when that finally does happen, they get a one-time dose of dopamine resulting in an intense emotion or joy. And then what follows next is called and known as hedonic adaptation. And this causes people to get accustomed to their accomplished goals unexpectedly. And then a few minutes, hours, or at most days upon reaching a goal, the positive feelings disappear. So you find these workaholics that are out there and they work and they work and they work and they reach a goal and they go, yeah, good for me. And then a day later, they're like all down on themselves and kind of going, well, that was fun. Now what? <laughs> right? Goal-based. So, and that can work, but you want to always make sure that you're, you're keeping focus as well. Intrinsic motivation is meaning and vision provided long lasting and surviving motivation. So when people see the purpose in their actions, when you know why you're doing something, particularly when you actually want to perform these actions, one of the strongest forms of motivation arises and it's called intrinsic journey-based motivation. Now, this type of motivation is based on the concept of having a personal vision. That is essential when you set up your own business. You must have a personal vision because you can set up goals. That's great. But if you don't have a personal vision, you're doing it. You're going to be working for that goal and you're going to wear out burnout. You're not going to be happy and you'll start putting things off. Uh, unlike chasing goals, a personal vision is an expression of something lasting. So it's, it's ahead of you and it's always satisfying. It answers the question of how you would most like to spend your time in life. And it focuses on actions, not results. Now, remember that it focuses on actions, not results. It focuses on the journey, not the destination. That is so important. And we often forget the journey when we become transactional in our thinking. And you know, when you're a business person, it doesn't matter if your business is massage therapy or if you're a chiropractor, or if you're a, a psychic or life coach or medium, it doesn't matter if you're a car salesman, it doesn't matter what you do. If you become only transactional, it's all about the goal and reaching that goal and reaching the, reaping the reward or the carrots and 
and sticks, then you're really in trouble because you don't feel like when you get up in the morning, you have a reason to get up except to go and meet that demand that's been put upon you by yourself or by somebody else. Okay. You really want to have a personal vision. It's very important. Again, vision boards, build a vision board. So you've got it right in front of you. And I can do a workshop on vision boards. Actually, we will probably do a workshop on vision boards um, down the road here. So procrastination is not laziness. You know, we put off doing things and we leave some things to the very last minute or sometimes even spend time staring at the wall, but it is not a synonym for lazy and be careful. You don't lay that on your doorstep. Lazy people just don't do anything and they're okay with it. Procrastinators have the desire to do something, but they just can't force themselves to start. Okay. It's starting. It's getting going. You know, I always remember, I don't remember who said it, but the analogy that I always used was when I was growing up, ironing was a big thing. And I started ironing family uh, clothes. And I mean, we ironed pillowcases and at my home, I did not, we, I, when I was probably six years old, seven years old, and I did the ironing right up until I left home at 17. And I remember that the hardest part about ironing was getting out the ironing board, filling up the iron with the water that you need, plugging it in, letting it heat up. Once I actually started ironing, holy, I actually enjoyed it. It was very zen, relaxing. Nobody was going to bug me because I was busy doing something. I wasn't going to get asked to do anything else. And nobody was going to be mad at me. People would leave me alone. I loved it. It was great. But getting the doggone ironing board out and the iron, there's lots of tasks we take on, even if they're self-imposed in setting up again, our own business or working for somebody else, that we will put off the starting and when you put off the starting, that can make you feel like you're lazy. You're not being lazy, but you will feel guilty if you're a procrastinator. If you're lazy, you're not going to care. It's not going to make any difference. <laughs> so you got to give it the right name. Relaxation. There are people who just never chill. I can remember the very first time that we, my husband grew up in the similar type of household to me where they had a very strong work ethic. And I remember the first time we went to the Dominican Republic and we went on a beach holiday the very first time by ourselves without a whole bunch of people around us. I mean, there was people around us, but not friends. We were traveling on just the two of us. My husband, for the very first time, I actually, I think it was maybe the second or third time, second or third time that we actually went on holidays. I can remember the first time he actually laid on a lounger on the beach, enjoying the sunshine for a full day. He got up and walked around and did a few things here and there, but he didn't have to be go, go, go. He had never learned how to relax. How many of you are like that? Because he thought relaxing was being lazy. And if he was relaxing and he was being lazy, then he was procrastinating. It just was a vicious circle. But once he realized that when he was in a place that was appropriate for relaxing, relax. You get home from the end of your day and you want to sit down and you want to watch a television show and relax, do it. Don't feel like that's procrastination because relaxing recharges you with energy, whereas procrastination drains energy from you. And if you're going to tap into your own psychic sense and don't misunderstand me, everybody's psychic, everybody has ability, you know, if you're relaxing and you're feeling good and you know you, you're recharging and you're feeling like you're recharging, or if you're feeling nothing but guilt and you're feeling anxious, 
practice relaxing if, if you have trouble relaxing. The less energy you have, the more stressed or even depressed you might have become and the higher the chances of you putting off your responsibilities are. So the opposite of procrastination is actually getting things done. Makes sense, right? And being able to relax and deal with your workload well and be happy in the long term. There's a myth around procrastination. I used to believe this myth, as a matter of fact. And I used to tell people this. Oh, yeah, I work better under pressure. <laughs> How many of you say that you work better under pressure? We hear the excuses. People often love leaving things to the last minute. They justify their actions by claiming they're most productive under pressure, which I've always done. Scientific studies have shown that the opposite is actually true. Putting things off until the very last moment creates fertile ground for stress, guilt, and ineffectiveness. Did you get that? So don't put off till tomorrow what you can do today. That is an old saying, and it really hits a nail on the head with this. So what is procrastination? Why fight it? How to stop it? Here's some tools. I've mentioned personal vision. Create a vision board. Okay. Personal vision is one of the core tools. Create a vision board or write down the things that you really want to do. Help yourself set the personal vision of what you want. What are you working towards? Not just the goals, but the personal vision so that you know why you're getting out of bed in the morning and you know what your day is leading to and understand what motivates you and you'll be able to maintain your discipline and make the most out of each day. Number two, your to-do list. Long to-do lists tend to pile on and it leads to procrastination when you've got tons and tons of things you've got on your list. Seeing that long list of tasks can frustrate us so much, we have tendencies to give up on them altogether. Now, what's really funny is I always have a to-do list. I have these little sticky notes everywhere. I also have little white pieces of paper. I have notes everywhere, stuck to my computer, stuck in my day timer because I'm a note taker. I'm a, a list maker. And if I do a task that's not on my list that needed to get done, I will write it to, I'll do the, the task, but then I'll add it to my list and I'll cross it off. You know why? Because when I look at my list at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how long the list is. My discipline has allowed me to make an ongoing list and I'll take transfer from today over to tomorrow what didn't get done. But I will also be able to be really proud of myself and feel good about the things I got done that day, even though I didn't complete the list. That's okay. I did the things that I knew were top priority. So priorize. So when you do a to-do list, priorize, write out your list of things you want to do and then go. This is number one. This is number two. This is number three. And do them in turn. Number three is a habit list. Learning new habits is one of the basic elements of personal development. And of course, you know, learning new positive habits of thinking and action uh, is very important for your mental health and implementing it. Now, a new habit can also change the neural pathways in your brain so that you're actually going to get rid of the old habit, which is really good. It'll just rewire. So the habit list is based on scientific research about proper planning, learning habits, and it's tracking, which then motivates us even further because a habit list gives you the opportunity to um, see where you're, you're processing and progressing. And number four, meeting, have a meeting. <laughs> have a meeting with you. 
It's a time allocated just for you. And during your meeting, you can focus on your long-term planning and the overall retrospective of your personal growth. This is really important. Um, one of the things that I do often, and I do it myself too, I teach a lot of my coaching clients about mirror work. And I do it myself. I'll stand in the mirror when I'm doing my hair in the morning or doing my makeup and I talk to myself and I have a meeting. That's when I'll have my meeting is when I'm looking myself in the eye. Well, unless I'm putting on the mascara, you know, that's a little tougher, but I will actually have a meeting with myself about what's going on in the day and what I'm looking forward to doing, because I, what I do is I set it up now so that when I get this and this and this task done, I've got room to do my planning in regards to the dreaming, because I'm always dreaming. So meeting with yourself, make sure you do that. Take some time and have a meeting with yourself. Okay. Those are just some tips, and that's really an overview. There's lots of online courses and all kinds of things. Uh, we're going to be offering an online course down the road here in regards to being able to overcome procrastination. And we'll go a little deeper into the process, and it'll be like a two-hour workshop that we'll do on some afternoon at some point or, or that you'll have an opportunity to sign up for. Okay. That was fun. So if you're getting into psychic work, understand procrastination will become a part of your world because most psychics and intuitives work on their own. And uh, they especially and people that are, have their own holistic practices like chiropractors and physios and um, um, the Reiki and the reflexology and again, the, all the healers out there. And by the way, bless you all for doing the work you do. We need more and more and more healers and practitioners and teachers and guides and coaches in the holistic industry in the world today we need them we need them so get your training put your goals together create that vision board have fun and here's the uh, affirmation card that i picked and this is the affirmation you write this down i let go of all i no longer love need or use i adore space you love that I let go of all I no longer love, need, or use. I adore space. That's it for me. And that's it. That's episode 47. Be firing this off and we'll get it sent and set up. And I'll see you next week when I'm back with episode 48. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye for now. Thank you for listening to another episode of Medium Well with Psychic Sharon Rose. If you love listening to this podcast, we have one little favor to ask you. Please follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. If you love learning from Sharon, well, she's got a few great courses that are ongoing. Why don't you register for Kitchen Witchin? It's on now. All you have to do for more information is go to kitchenwitchin.ca. Or if you'd like to book an appointment with Sharon for a reading, or if you'd like to know more about Sharon, her psychic services, coaching sessions, and more workshops, go to SharonRose.com. That's Sharon with a Y. We'll talk to you next time.